guys, welcome back to another The Arsenio Buck Show podcast, and today is a very, very, very special day. Guys, we're going into Season 5. The book that I'm going to be dissecting this season goes by the name of Rich Dad, Poor Dad. Now, some of you have may have, may have heard of this before, okay? But... I'm going to go into this because I do believe this is truly a life-transforming book. Um, Again, you know, if you've already been here with my seasons, I've already covered, you know, just covered Stephen Covey. Um, I've covered everything in that book, and now I'm moving on to the next one to give you guys as much valuable lessons as I possibly can. Um, I've done the Gary Vee, I've done the Napoleon Hill, and I did very, very briefly the Bitcoin book. Now, the reason why I did the Bitcoin book very, very briefly, is because, well, then was the downturn of Bitcoin, and I said, you know what, uh, I don't get, th- I'm not getting that many people listening to it, so I'm just gonna have to fall out for the meantime, but you know what, man, I am so, so excited about doing this Rich Dad and Poor Dad, because people need to understand what money is. A lot of people don't even understand the title Rich Dad, Poor Dad, so what does, what does it mean to be a Rich Dad, Poor Dad? Well, the Poor Dad mindset is to work for money, the Rich Dad mindset is to have money work for you. This has been, while listening to the audiobook and reading some of the things and hearing Robert Kiyosaki's, you know, persistent interviews on like London Real and other, you know, YouTube channels, I just had such an unbelievable fascination. I started understanding a lot of things in general about what I was trying to accomplish with my money and, you know, me just seemingly working for just pennies. And those pennies aren't helping me whatsoever. They're helping the basically the future of another individual. Although, of course, he's just money-centered in general. So we need to understand what it means. So, guys, let me just go over very briefly the chapters that I'll be covering. Now, again, nine chapters. Chapter number one is the rich don't work for money. What does it mean by that? Well, you know what? I remember Robert Kiyosaki saying in the London Real podcast, he said... Yeah, try taxing the rich. Good luck. You know why? Because all their money are in assets. It's kind of like you look at these new news anchors who cry about the different things and different policies saying, Oh, well, I can tax this amount, that amount. It's because you have a goddamn job. Try taxing somebody who's earning passive income. You cannot tax anyone who's earning passive income. We don't work for money. The poor works for money. And I guess you could say, hey, Arsenio, do you work for money? Yeah, yeah, to a certain extent, absolutely, right now. But the thing is, at the same time, I do not believe that I'm doing this. Um, You know, I wouldn't say all for show, but it's not like I wake up in the morning and I look at the time and I say, okay, so this amount of time I'm actually making this amount or that amount. And you know what? It's just I'm questioning myself more, saying, you know, I'm not wasting my time making this money anymore. I could be at home creating valuable content for other people out there in the world. You know what I mean? So, yes, if someone cancels, I'm going to be extremely happy. Now, if a company cancels, they pay a hell of a lot more. But when private uh, classes cancel, I'm like, oh, hell yeah, because I don't care about that simple money anymore. It's not going to do me any good. My goal is to start making a massive amount of passive income, and now it's beginning to happen. So when we go into chapter two, why teach financial literacy? It's because universities do not teach financial literacy whatsoever. Why? The government forbids them. Why? Because school is meant to create workers. They're meant to create people who want jobs. They're not to, school's not to create thinkers. 
See, when you start thinking, you become a threat to a lot of the broken societies that have existed for a very long time. Look at America. We all know university is complete bullshit now. We all know that university is just going to pile debt on top of debt on top of debt with no legitimate jobs after. Unless you're going to work for a bullshit investment banking firm and then you're going to be money centered and you're going to be doing everything in the case of you and drinking and doing this and that and all that bullshit. If that's what your goal is in life, fine. By all means, as long as you're happy. But we all know that universities, what do you provide to children? You don't provide us shit anymore. A goddamn, you know, we were. Ta- I was talking about this with Luke and another guy. Oh my god, Colton, Colton Trout. And we, I was talking about this recently on a motivational mentors podcast. This one will debut probably sometime at the end of next month. But nonetheless, make sure you're following that one too. But he was. I was like, hey, Colton, you're doing a business administration degree, associates. How much has it helped you? And he's like, other than contacts, not much. And I'm like, contacts. I mean, contacts were cool in the 80s and 90s. When there wasn't an internet, when there was no internet, but now you can make better and more quality contacts on social media alone. I met Luke through a post I mentioned on Gary V's page, and I met Selena on the same page, and Dennis. These are three people I brought onto my podcast, and one of them I now have an enterprise with, a partnership in terms of creating a Patreon and all these other things. You know what I mean? That's a contact I met through social media. And you know what? A lot of the Gen X and Gen Bs, they love to shower social media with a lot of bullshit. Like in terms of, oh, social media is so bad and it's this and it's that, it's this and that. All that ridiculousness. But guys, come on, let's be honest. Social media is the truth. Social media doesn't care if you're white or black. Yes, there are some people that weaponize it. Americans have a tendency of doing this and that. But guess what? I've met all my contacts on there. And I've learned about financial literacy through books, nothing in the in the X amount of years that I went to school, I never learned about how to make money. So, chapter three is called "Mind Your Own Business." Okay, chapter four: the history of taxes and the power of corporations. That's going to be very very interesting. And then, of course, lesson five: the rich invent money. Number six: work to learn, don't work for money. Excellent. Overcoming obstacles. Number seven: getting started. Number eight. Still want more? Here are some to-dos at the very, very end. So, guys, I'm going to be breaking this down in micro, little by little. I'm going to be taking nice little excerpts out of books and seeing what kind of value I could get into this and making blogs and all that good stuff for you guys. This is the new season. I'm super excited about this new season. And so, guys, I hope you're ready for this. Again, I love doing these book series because I'm going to learn so much from this. Again, I've listened to the audio so much. But now, after reading the Stephen Covey book, writing about it, and speaking about it, I am the Stephen Covey book. Just as I am the Gary Vee book. Just as I am the Napoleon Hill's Positive Mental Attitude. Those books, I am now. And this is what note-taking is in general. I'm going to be talking about that in my ESL podcast uh, coming up probably Monday, Tuesday, or Wednesday. So... Nonetheless, man, I'm so excited about this new season. And you guys, man, I hope you're ready to enjoy me on this another journey. Season 5 is here. Stay tuned for more. Over and out.